Hello and welcome to the Desi Sportscast and it's a very special one um, just to say when we had this gentleman on our show a couple of years ago it was one of the biggest downloads we had in our podcast um, so the impact of this gentleman is well he doesn't need an introduction um, so you're not here to listen to me or view me in fact but uh, let's get him on the show and uh, it's a very warm welcome to Mr. Ranjit Bajaj. Good evening sir, how are you? Good evening, my brother, and it's such a pleasure to be on here again, and so happy that uh, I'm being able to reach out to so many Desis out there. Well, it's it's a pleasure to have you. Like I said, last time we spoke, I think, a couple of years ago, and the podcast was one of our highest downloaded ones, so your um, impact is beyond uh, just India. People outside the country who follow the sport passionately take your view seriously, take what you say seriously. And I have to say, I have to start this conversation, um, and we will get into what's happened in the past few weeks and what's happening with the Federation, but um, I have to say, when we first spoke and when I started to publicly, I've always been passionate about football and Indian sport, but uh, a couple of years ago, I came in with very deep blue tinted glasses, thinking everything was rosy and going on the up. But the past two years have taught me quite a bit in terms of how football works back home unfortunately in not the best way and uh, for a person that's involved i i don't know how you carry on because just being on the outside being not even in the country you think i can't carry on with this you know the system that's happening now it's one letdown after another after another and fair play to you um you know the way you carry on the way you fight it's it's incredible Thank you so much. See, um, if we don't, then who will? See, we can keep uh, blaming our federation and the country and everybody else and you know what's been going on, the government and everybody else for not stepping up. Uh, or we can then decide when the revolutions happen, that's what happens. And we decide that we have to take it on ourselves. So we realize that in India and hopefully the revolution is there. See, uh, nobody would be paying attention to a raving lunatic and talking all the time and tortures and people listening to him if uh, he didn't back it up either with the results that his standing is there or with what's going on currently in the football scenario. For example, um, after the ISL came in, even I had high hopes and I was looking at, yes, you know, on one side, yes, they're made it a privatized league and they've killed uh, all sense of competition because the only way you can get into the ISL is by, by paying the franchise fees and it doesn't depend on merit and it's a closed system that means you can't even get promoted to it so uh, merit goes out of the window but I thought because of the great players apparently they're going to bring in and the facilities and the infrastructure and the grounds and the show shop we're going to see some changes in the results in the Indian national see how you judge a product is by the results. So obviously you give it time, but how much time do you give it? Uh, you've got to see it at least making some kind of an impact. If things remain stagnant, then there is something wrong. But if things start going the opposite way, then there is definitely something wrong. Because, uh, for example, we played in the SAF Cup and we drew with Sri Lanka. Uh, 
No, no, no disrespect, but Sri Lanka is ranked 205 in the world. And what rankings mm. count? For example, it's like India playing with Germany or Brazil and drawing. Because that's the difference between us and Germany or us and Sri Lanka. So, Sri Lanka in the last seven years have had no influx of money coming in. No foreign deals, no foreign clubs coming in, investing like Man City or FC Basel putting in millions of dollars, FSDL coming in and putting in billions of dollars. Uh, Afghanistan is a war-torn country. They've had no league. They had no league. Forget about the league. Their players don't even play in Afghanistan because they have to be actually evacuated from a war-torn country right now. And there's yeah. an operation on that. Yeah. Uh, and this Maldives, which is uh, again a set of islands which the entire population would probably fit in one borough of Delhi. And not only that, uh, if you say islands, the actual number of football fields in Maldives, the stadium is one. Yeah. And other than that, so how many football fields can an island have? So obviously they have this small size. So them coming and competing with us, then Bangladesh doing it, Sri Lanka doing it, Afghanistan doing it, and looking on an, so it was not like, you know, we can be unlucky once, but we can't be unlucky again and again and again. So, 10 years ago, what was the result? So, when the I-League was going on, we used to play, I-League clubs used to play in these tournaments and Sikkim Gold Cup used to happen in Sikkim, Governor's Cup and all the stuff. And then you should get the Bangladesh national team, the Nepal national team coming there and then lo losing to clubs like Air India. Mm. So, we were that way above them. So, when we used to meet a country like Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, it was how many goals we'll give them. So suppose England plays India, it's never going to be about draw, it's going to be how many how goals, many goals. We lose. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it was. But in 10 years, the difference has been so much that it's not that other countries have gone forward. They are not. Because if that would have happened, their rankings would have shown. What's happened is we've gone down. Now, how's that happened? Because all the money is being spent on the top. And I was afraid that this was going to happen from day one. Uh, because what's happening is, it's not filtering down. Now, Engl English Premier League, uh, all the money is from broadcast rights. Yeah. And money filters down, down to the fifth or sixth division. Even though they get a very small percentage. But for them, that's like sustenance. And they are alive because of that. Now, why does the Premier League allow even one penny because you know they are such fucking cunts sorry to use those words because they were going to go off and have a super league so they are very very spingy about money but even them they understand that that unless we keep the sixth division alive there will be no fifth division and then there will be no fourth and then there will be no third that's our foundation so when you make your house the strongest part of your house you make is your foundation it's your foundation the weakest part part of our country's football is our foundation. There is no foundation. So it's the, the pyramid is not like this. It's actually inverted. Because all the money, the clubs, the infrastructure is on top and there's nothing on the bottom. Uh, this has been so this is why because when corporates come in and when merit doesn't matter and they know that the only thing is the bottom line then it's never going to be football as the number one priority. That is why BCCI is doing a great job. 
see when icl the z company uh, icl which is before preceding the ipl took part uh, immediately bcci came and banned it said it's a it's a uh, conflict of interest and it's competing with us and it can kill our business so ban it let's start our own and they made such a good business out of it that all the money bcci earns is funneled back into indian cricket now uh, 10 years 15 years ago we used to always ask the question where's the next tendulkar then we used to ask the question where's the next dhoni nobody asked now where's the next virat kohli there are hundreds more absolutely Because Exactly. Nobody I mean, asked that. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, on just on the back of what you say, where's the next? Where I call you, the questions aren't not uh, being asked as much. Is because right at this moment, our under-19 World Cup team is in their fourth consecutive World Cup final. How many sports can we say that? And that that's a testament to the BCCI, who for yeah, they've got their flaws, but they've got this sort of ongoing talent pool that's exactly. coming through. Yet they know what's working and they're keeping it. So they knew that to make this a long-term sustainable project, you need to keep producing world-class Indians. Because if you keep on buying world-class foreigners from outside for your IPL, and then you each team has eight shitty Indians playing in it, the mm. IPL level will go down. Mm. Now IPL is the best league in the world. So they not only get broadcast rights from India. They get good money for broadcast rights all over the world. So now all the money which is going to be earned in five years, ten years, fifteen years from IPL, ISL, the Indian Super Football League, is going to be taken by a private company because it's profit. They're not going to invest it back because there's going to be no um, actual bidding for the broadcast rights. It's, they are owned by Star Sports. So even the clubs don't understand it. See, if I was an ISL club. I would say, okay, fine. I should. Uh, why I should invest in juniors is because forget about first my team. If I invest in a residential academy, my country has a chance of progressing. Now, how that helps me is going to be in the long run. And I say long run, I mean ten years max. So, for example, and it's very simple. See, what I'm talking about is not rocket science. It's very simple. That's why it's so annoying. Simple. It's, yeah, this is what I found as well. That you know, exactly. It's so simple and. That's what's flabbergasting because they can't follow simple things, and they can't follow other sports who are doing it right in front of them. Okay, so suppose India, uh, even when you get the best foreigners now, like India is getting, earlier we used to get, uh, you know, old guys who've made it. Now we got this year, uh, last year, influx of the best footballers in Australia because finally we started paying more than the Australian league could afford. So their best players are coming to India. Now, but still, the Australian league is watched more. Why the quality level is why? Because you've got eight Australians playing. Now, mm. see what happens here is the quality of the Indians will never go up because if you think you're going to get better players and India standard will go up, then you're copying China. China did that, and now they've learned their mistake and they've gone bankrupt. And they drew with India after doing all that zero zero after having the best players in there. Spent a fortune. See, if, See, if you become Messi by playing with Messi, then in the Spanish league, everybody would be Messi because he's been playing there for fifteen years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the other the other Now, thing I was just going to say the other thing that we don't have in India back home, which we do in the UK. You referred to the uh, pyramid system is is the hope, a hope that a village team can go to at the highest level it can, 
I mean, you've got a couple of examples I can just throw off the top of my head. You've got Salford City, who come through the non-league structure and now in the Football League. You've got Forest Green. It's a village team, basically, and now they're top of the third division. My own beloved That's Leicester City. I think Argyle some did something amazing and then that, that coach apparently in his 10th match is now playing uh, Everton or uh, Chelsea probably and he was talking about being able to meet Thomas Tuchel in his 10th match. Plymouth Row. Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, absolutely. Why did, see, but people don't understand, they call it the beautiful game. They call it the beautiful game because of this reason. Because no one has ever seen a bag of money score goals. It's simple. That's 11 on 11. On that day, anything can happen. That's hope. Mm. So now, when you make it a billionaire's league, that means uh, it's always a big club against a big club. Then there is no romance left in the game. Nothing for the purists or for the fans. But can I... Now, who will open a team? Because yeah. if I know I'll never get there, no matter what happens, I'd rather go open a volleyball or a kabaddi or a hockey team when I know I can go and play in the top level because nobody wants to ever say, okay, I'm okay in playing in the second division. The mm. dream has to be there. The mm. hope has to be there. It's Doesn't what matter, drives people. Get... No matter what what uh, strata of life you're in, what career, it's the dream. You need that dream. Uh, but I have to I have to ask you, uh, Mr. Bajaj, that you know you not only talk the talk, you walk the walk. And through your academy, you've brought on so many international. They've gone on to play fire old clubs and internationals. What keeps you going? And this is where I started this interview. What keeps you? Because, like I said, I'm passionate, but it's emotion that keeps me going, and even that gets drained. But for yourself, that has so see, much. What keeps see, you going? I, I in the very very after in 2018 when I was able to win every title there is to win in Indian football from under 13, under 15, under 18, the seniors, now even the futsal and all state titles done it all. So see, I realized legacy is not about winning national titles because every year, whatever title you win, next year will be a different winner or even if you win, you'll have to do it every year. So that's not legacy. Legacy is getting your country to the World Cup and winning it. So forget about getting them there. If they're good enough to get there, they're good enough to win them. And I knew that there was something wrong because people thought we are very far away. I've seen my under 13s and under 11s game and we've seen it uh, uh, when we go abroad as well. We're going to be taking my boys abroad very soon. Yeah, and I want to talk about that later as well. We'll come to that later. But, but I've seen the difference is not much. The difference happens after the age of 15. And that is because of uh, just making sure that you've got the platform and facilities for them to play and express themselves. Now, there's a very uh, big thing that, you know, Indians, first I used to say that, you know, this forget about Indians' genes, we, genes are not in question because we are world champions in weightlifting, what, what, all these things. And even in athletics, we got now a, a gold medal. So, so, and then I was thinking back to in the last 10 years, which is the world sport, world national level sport in which, and I'm not talking about cricket because even if 15 countries play, not a world sport. There are hardly any sports where Indians have not come to the world level. Mm. Tennis, Grand Slams, definitely men and women. Um, <clears throat> okay, athletics, now gold medal. Shooting, gold medals. Weightlifting, boxing, badminton, hockey, 
you name the game we are there with the world's best now and somewhere near about except in football so there is a huge dilemma here it's not because of the indians or the players it's because the the, the again because of the isl they, it's a private company it's a private league even then they have the right to select the indian national coach and then they have the right to tell the indian national coach that you cannot select boys from other than the isl and then they make rules that you have to have seven foreigners play in the isl till last year that means you can have only four indians playing in every team and there are only 11 teams you have a goalkeeper and mostly they are indians mm-hmm. so you have basically 30 players indians who are getting regular game time so when the national coach calls a camp he calls all the 30 players who are getting game time so it's not from 1.4 billion our team it's from those 30 from the number of states they come from so that's the second part so out of the 1.4 billion people how many want to play football all 1.4 billion okay i'm not i'm not saying just saying that because if you go to all states where there's no football when they say there's no football is there's no organized football there's disorganized football that means there are com- competitions and cups and turfs all over the place in the last one year india has had uh, over 800 seven aside turfs built all over the, uh, every metro you talk about calcutta has 50 mumbai has 50 chandigarh a small city like mine has 12 so people want to play but a state like up which is population is 23 crores or let me say the entire population of almost the us the that state doesn't have a state league so you don't even select one player from there it doesn't mean that doesn't there are no players there you just don't go there so when you pop, total up the population of all the states where there are no state leagues which is the job of aiff to ensure because till 2004 in the constitution it said the only people who can vote for the president and get funds from aiff are the ones who actually do something which is obvious that means you have your senior men's league your ju- um, junior boys league junior girls league senior girls league say senior women's league and that's the most basic thing you can do there are 18 states which still don't have a league till date do they still have a vote yes and they get funds so why do they get funds to vote for praful patel so for the last 14 so they what did he do in 2017 he changed the constitution so the problem was those guys were not being able to vote and his 8 years were up he changed the constitution he made sure that anyone who is a member can vote doesn't matter what you've done in the entire year so from that time it made sure that all there were some other clubs or other states who were even doing it just once in a while just to get the funds even they stopped and i think just just a comment here from virendra singh just makes it you know what we've talking about so he says sir indian football football makes me confused we're the only team in asia who draw with qatar last year and after a month we draw with sri lanka i mean that is the okay. story see this is a very big difference so it doesn't mean the indians can't do it yeah. now what happened with the qatar team and our results in that that particular asian cup are pretty good when we beat thailand as well so what happened there the coach got a camp of a month with the team preparation time before the saf cup where the teams were you think that you'll walk over them he didn't even have one day the entire all the boys went from their clubs directly to maldives 
doesn't matter you bring 11 superstars together it's about a team game it's 11 versus 11 it's not one versus one and you will be found out and what did all the other SAF teams do one month before the SAF cup they went to Qatar or to some other country or to Dubai and they had one one month training camps and this coach wanted to do it but he was not allowed by FSDL why because they ruled over the coach and it's a private company and they didn't want to spoil their product which was the ISL and those boys missing from the top leagues because they would be the top players that means they would be all the players because each team would have given yeah. all the four Indians there would be no ISL happening now at the same time the I League you know we play matches with these guys on a daily basis that means in pre-season in Super Cup in Durand Cup and we beat them man and we draw with them and when they beat us they don't ever thrash us ever not mm. only me I'm talking about any ID club you look at the results yeah. so that means we are equal to them even though they've got foreigners 10 times more budget than us but we're still equal to them because again that shows when the difference is just this much you can actually overcome it now what is the big big uh, conundrum here is everybody in India knows you just can't get there unless you pay money to them. So now, why will a new club owner come in to Indian football? Why will he want to invest? If you tell him that, okay, fine, you start a club in your district, that's the fifth division, you'll be district champion, get into the state division. And if you are the state champion, you get into the second, uh, the fourth, third division. And from then, so now average price of a second division club in India is around 50 lakhs to one crore. Average price of an I-League club is between 10 to 20 crores. Average price of an ISL team is between 200 to 300 crores. If you make it a pyramid, for a even for a businessman, it is an into 10 risk. So that means even if I'm there for 10 years in that league trying to get there, I have to just win it once, still it will be a break-even for me. Mm. That's when people will start investing in football. Because right now, when you even put in one rupee, you know you're never going to get it back. Yeah. Okay, then the other conundrum about not having um, academies. See, uh, if India's team gets into the top 10 of the world, more people will watch Indian football. If the Indian League, Indian Super League, if we are in the top 10 of the world, Indian Super League will get more money. Then the players playing in this league will be able to transfer to other clubs for higher sums. And that's where the clubs will make money. But that will only happen if now they invest money in academies. In 2010, when we played Vietnam, we beat them 3-1 and Chetri scored a hat-trick. Now Vietnam is almost qualified for the World Cup and I predicted this uh, a month back that they will qualify. They have, they have been in the finals of the under-23. They were winnings, winners of 16 and 19 AFCs. And 10 years ago, they were this back. They just invested money in one academy. They made sure and from there I came to know if they can do it from one academy, Minerva can do it on his own for India. So if you invest in grassroots, not only will it pay you back, it will make your league better. It will make your national team better. It will give you more money in broadcast because each and every club in the ISL is losing 40 to 50 crores a year. And they were promised that by year five, you'll break even. That is why out of 10, see, when you, it's a corporate club, it's a company. They only look at the bottom line. They don't care about anything else. It's the budget. If they start keep on losing 50 crores a year, it's a no-go for them. That is why five clubs have shut down. So this is a downward spiral. And there's no, it's not that it's looking like they'll break even in some time near. No, no because no. all the money is coming in is by 
the broadcast rights and there is no broadcast rights because star sports owns 35 percent of the league now and can other clubs get in there no the only two clubs they wanted mohan bagan and east bengal they've taken because they've got the maximum backing and now what have they done with those clubs they've ruined them but yes you can see that from the uh, response of the traditional fan base of those both of those clubs and in a way, you bring up those clubs. In a way, I think the uh, ISL is lucky that the uh, two tournaments that they've been involved in have been behind closed doors because I think it would have been an eye-opener if those matches had taken place in the big stadium in Kolkata and the fan base wasn't there that you used to see. Uh, and it's, 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 this is the whole thing that frustrates me. And we've had... Can I say that they, they actually did it because of that. They knew the backlash was coming. So they, if the same AFF I was actually doing it and they saw cricket doing it and a normal uh, person would have said, okay, let's do it in the open because everybody's opened up now. And they didn't do it because they knew the backlash is there. From next year, it's still going to happen. They're going to have a huge backlash. Instead of, see, they had a very successful product in ATK because there was the most successful ISL club. Mm. And they had a mega successful team called Mohan Bagan, which was the base of Indian football. They've ruined both by merging them. ATK fans are not happy. Mohan Bagan fans are not happy. And then on top of that, even East Bengal fans are not happy because yeah. it's the same thing because it's seen in front of them. So at the, that was one of the most iconic derbies of Asia. We had we used to have 100,000 people in the stadium. And that's not a small thing. That shows the kind of passion and the culture which is prevalent in some parts of India and it's not say again when I say some parts of India why because there was a league there let me tell you places like Rajasthan which has now got a team in the Ivy they are small cities small villages which hold tournaments and there are 40,000 people watching Kolapur in Maharashtra same 40,000 people watching uh, Kerala seven sevens happening in Kerala 40,000 people watching a district game so it's not about that's not there. You just got to take the game to all corners. It's not that we've not got us Mohamed Salah or a Messi or a Ronaldo. We've not just found him yet. He's there. He's there somewhere. Well, like I'll give you an example. Dhoni. Dhoni was a goalkeeper. We lost him to football. So I can just say that so many players like this we've done. Uh, if I see for three years as a junior, see when you're in your class, the guy who's good in sports, he's good in all sports. Yeah, you know, it's true. Because, yeah, 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 it's true. All yeah. yeah, I had classmates like that. Yeah. If that guy, that particular boy, is good in, suppose, football, but football is the worst supported sport, there's no future in it. And even though you love it, like Leander Pice loved it, there's no future in it at all. So you leave and become a cricketer because you want to be in sports. Even though it's not favorite, at least the same win, same high, the same champion feeling you'll get in other sports. So we get millions of boys who are leaving football every year. Well, just since the present president of the AI have took over, we've lost two, three generations of, in my opinion, extremely talented people because we know they're there. Well, you know they're there more than me. And we've lost that. Gen three, four generations, and that we're risk of losing a few more generations before we get this right. And I feel for those young people whose dreams are being shattered, not because of their talent, but because of the system and the lack of accountability. And what really brought this home to me was what happened two weeks ago tomorrow. 
what happened two weeks ago and we heard the news of what happened to our women's team and I saw your extremely emotional uh, tweet and we felt, we all felt the same way. There was a lot of anger and a lot of, I mean, how is it possible that the host nation is the only one that gets this? And, and it's the, just... And the first tweet from the president after this happens is that let's not there be any pointing of fingers. That's how he starts his sentence. Let's not there be pointing of fingers, but we tried our best. That's what he said. Now, if he tried his best, there are countries like China and Australia which chartered flights. That's how serious they were about it. So they were so DC understand AIFF and Mr. Prafal Patel is only serious about hosting stuff mm. because he can then hobnob with the biggest of Indian politicians because himself right now he's nothing. He's he's a nobody. The only reason he's in the limelight ever, which is in the year, is because of what he's able to host. Now, that is why the attention was paid in hosting the stuff, not in making sure your team actually does well in it. Because what did you do this year? You had the I-League and the ISL, but you cancelled the Indian Women's League. I guarantee yeah. you, if you had the Indian Women's League, you would have found at least five better players than the ones you have in the team and you would have put them there, thereby increasing our chances of qualifying. See, whatever the girls have done, it's not because of AIFF, it's in spite and despite of AIFF. They have treated, see, women's football is always treated with this kind of a contempt everywhere. But in India, it's a totally different ballgame. It's like uh, not even a stepchild. It's like not even a stray dog. You know, that's the way that I'm, I'm being honest with these strong, harsh words because that's the way they are treated. There is no competition for them in state, juniors or seniors. In spite of that, we are ranked 55th in the world. So imagine how much we are actually, when you say save the girl child, we are strangulating them. We are not mm. letting them breathe. So when you say, you know, when we started that hashtag all over uh, America, don't, don't, please let me breathe. And that's it. That's what these girls are asking for. Now, these girls prepared for two years for this tournament. The same thing happened in under 17 World Cup. So instead of rehabilitating those girls and making sure after the under 17 World Cup ended, and we, we couldn't because of COVID, that didn't happen. Those girls were forgotten. Because those girls were forgotten, 50% of the under-17 team is married right now. See, marriage is great, but their football career is over. And mm. some of those girls would have been able to probably get us into the World Cup this time. Now, when we lose one girl, we don't lose one girl. We lose the entire mohalla. See, one girl does win from one mohalla, one neighborhood. 20 girls seeing that Didi want to take up football. If they see Didi's dream being destroyed, they never want to go next to football again. So it's very sad when dreams are being killed on a daily basis. But, and the people responsible for killing the dreams is our federation. And well, FSDL, who is responsible. And I think what happened that weekend sums up the federation, uh, you know, and the, it's the fact that there's no accountability. There's nobody t holding their hand up and saying, you know, this is down to us. And instead, they're going the other way where they are shutting people up in a way. You can't say anything. No, no, they have a ban. See, uh, Sharda Ogra from the Hindustan Times wrote a very lovely article and she said, that we've got information that all the Indian girls have been put under a ban, um, social media ban, and they cannot talk to any interviewers. See, you only put media bans when you want to hide something. 
And what do you want to hide? All the girls are speaking up, then obviously facts will come out. There'll never be 100 girls or 20 girls lying, 20 girls in a team lying. So you're trying to hide facts. And the moment you do that, that is akin to uh, a scandal. And nobody talks about it. See, the girls' uh, lives have been destroyed. And the next generation and the next generation as well. And the coaches and everybody working around with the team. The same way it happened with the National Futsal League. Well, I was going now, to come it, to that, that uh, they shattered your own dreams in terms of your club. No, but not my club. See, they, before shutting down my club's dream, they shut down India's dream again. Hmm. So, the, the Asian Futsal League, so India's ranking matters. So, wherever we part, so if we have under 13 league, we get points, under 15 league, we get points. Then you get a points if you do, your clubs do well in the AFC competitions. And then your national rankings matter. Yeah. Then all those points take up. Yeah. So futsal is one of them. So if you have a national futsal league, you get some points. If your country participates in the Asian Cup, you get some points. If they qualify for the World Cup, they get more points. And then you have clubs doing the same thing. Now, we qualify. We Because we had a futsal league, we were allowed to send a team to the Asian Cup. And all they had to do was send a PTA form. That is a member participation term agreement and fill up that we want to participate and they didn't send it. They invited the AFC futsal head here to see the futsal league and give, give us the prizes in the futsal league final. But they forgot to send the form, apparently forgot. They forgot to send the email. Now because of that, AFC says because your nation didn't participate in the AFC Cup, you can't participate in the, the club championship. Now. Uh, who all sent their entries for the AFC Asian Cup? Afghanistan, which in last year was in terrible war, man. They were ruled now ruled by the Taliban. They sent their entries. Yeah. Maldives, Nepal, they all sent their entries. And now what has happened? So they say, you know, they don't understand futsal. Futsal is a game in which Indians can do very well. Because no one can see the only thing people, uh, they say, you know, the foreigners have over us is their incredible size and their speed. In a futsal, size doesn't matter because you cannot foul a player. You yeah. touch a player and penalty. Mm. Then on top of that, speed doesn't matter because the ground is small. small. So that means yeah. skill matters. And Indians, the skill is what we are good at. Now, other countries who've done well in futsal, Iran is the world champion. They've uh, been doing really well. Iran's futsal team is more famous than his actual national team in Iran. Their league is bigger. Then you've got uh, Uzbekistan, then again Vietnam, then again uh, Korea, Japan. So all the countries which do well in traditional football are now doing well in futsal. So there's a direct relation. Brazil, France, Argentina, Spain, come on, it's just simple logic. And But here, in last time in the World Cup happened in Lithuania in 2021, Five countries from Asia qualified for the World Cup. All five made it in knockout rounds. So why wouldn't we have done it? How can they get away with saying they just couldn't send an email? How can they get away with that? Exactly. So when I say don't kill our dreams, this is what it means. Now the entire Futsal League which happened, it's not my team which would have got selected. They probably would have been two, three boys from my team, two boys from another team, two boys from all over India. It would have been the Indian national team. All those boys would have made the team, or even the camp, their lives were successful. It would have been the highlight of their life. They would have got a contract every single year just showing that they played for India. 
then because of them at least 10000 more boys would have taken up football seeing their success because they are just from their mohalla if he can do it i can do it so that's why we see we need the first mohammed sala if he can do it i can do it mm-hmm. so we need that's why 1983 was very important in cricket if that can happen we can have yeah so that's the same thing but if you see they they say you don't sh- you don't shoot you don't score but if you fucking don't go there you don't shoot you also, don't even nah? get a chance to shoot yeah and this is what we thought about the AFC women's asia cup because we did a show with a gentleman from delhi alka who does he was telling me about the amazing work he's doing there with women's football uh, locally there and we thought this was a huge opportunity to raise our women's game because they had a very good chance because australia the host of the world cup there was an extra space going that normally would have been taken up and it would take an indian women's football to another level if we'd got to the world cup because of all the publicity and what that would no, have brought no see no no not see this is where this is why a little differ with you not only indian women's football it would take in the men's football i tell you why because after this would have happened see we would have probably played faced philippines yeah. and now in a one off game you know anything can happen and forget about philippines i'm saying i take my chances with korea or japan or even china why because it's a one off game okay so obviously philippines i think i had a because we just uh, beaten chinese taipei we had a very good chance yeah. home support home happening we had a good chance okay so and even the even chinese taipei had a penalty shootout so that means we had a great chance now imagine if that had happened there would have been a complete crazy coverage of india making to the world cup in the papers then the newspapers would have done an expose of how these girls have not been supported by aiff and done their bestie so that obviously so indian women would have had a new generation but then the expose would have also shown yeah. that all the support has gone to the men's football and they have done crap there so that means where they are not interfering at all they are doing very well where they are actually interfering and doing everything Oh my god so it would have been a great thing so they would have if everything you know everything would have been out in the paper because other than cricket football would have been reported on the front page because we made the world cup so it's not about um the first indian mohammed salah it's about anyone making it to the world stage and proving so if a women do it then our men think that oh my god they've done it so can we and that's the same with the women the women just need the men to do it because it's the same if it's the same thing if she can do it i can do it it's just about proving to someone that muscle memory that is possible it's possible and and when when i heard some of the stories of the background so some of the uh, the women that got into the national team some of their back stories it's unbelievable what they've had to go through just to get to that stage and have their dreams shattered by the federation not taking their health and safety precautions as they should have it's just it's just it's Okay. There were these girls from Chhattisgarh who, in the COVID times, uh, they were preparing in the Under-17 World Cup time, and they were from very poor families. In fact, they were families from labourers' families. And they somebody put up a video that this is Under-17 World Cup girl. It's going to happen in three months, and she's picking up bricks and taking them. It's a girl who's taking picking up bricks and taking them. I immediately contacted all those girls and I sent them ten thousand each. But again, that was to show AIFF that this is your job. and immediately after they saw it they got into action and they said we've sent them the money and we couldn't send them the money because we didn't have their contact numbers and again there's no one to question them now the girls who made it now all these girls would have been household stars household names by the end of this competition 
and I guarantee you, it would have been enough for them to not only live uh, a good life, but inspire at least a million other women to take up the sport and do well. Because they've proven to them that this Didi can do it, so I can do it. Now, uh, one of my teams, which I have a partnership with, Tektro, they won the Indian state, the, the Himachal state. Himachal Pradesh, yeah. I remember you talking, yeah. you were about to launch it when we were talking a couple of years ago. Yeah, so we won the, we won the state league there from Tektro, for the men's league. Amazing. And we won the women's league, okay? So women qualified for the women's league and the Tektro men qualified for the second division. So they didn't give in, uh, women's league got cancelled. So all those girls out of the 22 girls, seven are married now. Their football's finished. The men were going to go and they put this new team called Corbett FC because they were a offshoot of Odisha FC in some way, Delhi Dynamos and Odisha FC. And they didn't have to play a state league in Uttarakhand. Whereas all the other teams were state champions, except that team. And who did they replace? They replaced Tektro. Because Tektro Sudesh were a group of young boys from UP. And again, so this team is UP's team, Uttar Pradesh's team. And there were two teams from Uttar Pradesh, Prayagraj and Tektro, who came all the way to Himachal, 1,000, 2,000 kilometers away. Formed a team there so that those boys can get an opportunity because they couldn't get it in their own state. And then you put them down. So you just you so you they're killing dreams on a daily basis at the state level, at the national level, and at the international level. But the fr frustrating thing is, and I keep bringing that word because that's all I feel from outside here. And there's how do we bring about change? I mean, we've got a president now that should have. Um, Stop being the president. I think his tenure ended in 2020, but he's still our president. He's had no, a track no, tenure ended actually eight years. You can't be president for more than eight years. Right. And you cannot be president after 70. So he has done both, which is a violation. And now him hanging on to power even after 12 years is a complete violation of every democratic principle in India. Now, there's nobody's been able to take him to court. But we are now on the game, like on the verge of things, when I say things that you know they happen, we are on the verge of making sure that the court gets involved because he's taking the protection of the Supreme Court saying that Supreme Court has to come out with a decision and tell me. Whereas Supreme Court is just not bothered and too busy to be dealing with people like him because they've got more national importance issues there. Because they had already told him that you are only going to be there because the next president is going to be there. So his thing is the COVID is there. So I can't have elections. National elections have taken place. State elections have taken place. Even local municipal elections have taken place, man. I had a Chandigarh golf club election yesterday where the golf members elected their president, man. So you need, and today, by the way, today, today, 5th February, the AGM happened in Mumbai. The AGM is the day where they are supposed to elect the new president. Whereas in this AGM, everybody got together, but no president was elected. So it's happening openly and vehemently. And what can we now, let's come to the part, what can we do about it? Like from the, how I started the show by saying that we've got to do something about it. See, one is the football part. So yes, we know when we're going to make some changes, the top is going to take time because the rot is so deeply entrenched. It doesn't start at the top. The grassroots system is present, but it's 
for the politicians. They've got their grassroots all mm. entrenched. So they've got their presidents in the state FAs or the secretaries who are there just for the funds and who don't have to do any work. All they need to do is vote for this guy in the end. They are very happy. So they need a quorum of a majority of votes and they have that. No one has ever done anything against it because that means going to every state FA and changing it. Now, state FAs are very careful that they don't allow new clubs to come in, new voting members to come in because that can change the quorum. And so every state FA has to be taken to court in every state. Goodness, man. Once that happens, because what they're doing is illegal. And if they're taken to court, it will be overturned. When new members are allowed, when the quorum is disturbed, then if we have a new state FA coming in where majority takes place, then we can change the guy on top. That's why I'm saying it's not going to be a quick process at all. So now are we going to, and that's going to be, have to, we have to do it. We have to bite the bullet. We have to make the efforts. We, and, and otherwise we are in for a rot. For example, see in cricket, even if you have people like the Prince of Royalty, like Dada there, Saurabh Ganguly, and you have Rahul Dravid and Lakshman, and all the cricketers are running for cricket in India, where it matters. That's why decisions happen immediately. Two weeks ago, all the Ranji Trophy players got together and said, stop talking about fucking IPL all the time. Mm. Our bread and butter is the Ranji Trophy. IPL is only for this much and Ranji Trophy is running our lives, our family's lives. And for three years, it's not happened. Please focus. If it was a corporate guy sitting on top, he wouldn't have understood what that meant. Mm. Dada knew what that meant. He immediately took charge and he made sure the Ranji Trophy is announced within yeah. two weeks. Yeah, it's happening in June. Because yeah. they're only so livelihood. They understand. That if these guys are angry, there's going to be no IPL after four years because that entire generation is destroyed. Mm. Okay, so the same way where football is there, we, if one academy in Vietnam has made it possible, by the way, the average age of the World Cup team right now playing in Vietnam is 21 and a half, and they just beat China 3 1 two days ago. Mm. So if they can do it in 10 years, so one academy from India, which is us, Hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping against all hope that we have other academies join in. But right now, there is only one residential academy in the country, which is mine, which is a shame, which is a national embarrassment. So how many people can I take on my own cost? There can only be a certain amount of kids. Right now, we have over 150. Now, wow. see, yeah, and, and I'm taking the entire cost of it myself out of the 60 boys are uh, the world cup batch boys who we've given 100 percent scholarships to till the age of 18. so we promised their parents they're going to be the most well-educated kids why because india mein kya hota hai? injuries happen all academy kids don't make it professionals and other ones are then when they come out they have to work as laborers because they're uneducated idiots and that is why we indians are not good in football also because the decision making capacity is crap because they're uneducated because you think only sports is the way. You have to have education and high top quality education. So if the boy doesn't get into sports, he can be an analyst, he can be a coach, he can be a manager or he can go into any profession because when he leaves my academy at 18, he's as well educated as a convent educated boy. Brilliant. So all the parents, see, because I had to convince the parents to leave the kid to me at the age of six. And that oh. was tough. So that's what happened. So six to 15, six to 18, they're with me. It's and it's a 12 or 13 year contract, and depending on till the age of 80. So, can I make money off them? No, because the only way I'll make uh, 
money is if I keep them here with me till after 18 and then play them professionally and then sell them. If I transfer them to a academy in the in, in Europe at an early age, you don't get transfer fees. Mm. But India will only make it if we have 10 Indians playing in the top European leagues. And Indians will not be selected from the Indian Super League even if he, if he goes and scores 50 goals. No. But if my 11-year-old goes and scores a hat-trick against Barcelona under 11s, then next year he does it against Manu under 12s, and then next noticed. year he does it against under 13s, they'll fucking pick him up. He has a chance even not to make it to their team. If he's in their academy, he'll make it to Europe somewhere. When we have 10 Indians playing in European top leagues, Belgium has a shit league, like I said, but their boys are playing in the best league, they are world number one. Mm. Simple. And they were picked up through, they had, the, their, the, they had their academy system and that's where the kids were picked up and developed. And this is the other thing that um, we, we've got the AFCON Cup going on at the moment and you see all these African nations and you know they're going to be in the World Cup in, uh, in Qatar and then you see our amazing country no, with the resources, potential resource we have. Exactly, but they say how does, how does Nigeria do it? Do you know Nigeria has just in their capital they have 40 residential academies, 40 in one city. I did not. We know. have one in India. And yes, we have all the academies, so-called academies for uh, other clubs, but none of them have kept their boys for three years except me. Yes, there are no leagues going on, but football didn't stop. You leave a boy for three years, he's not going to stay the same. This is the time when he develops. Mm. So now when we are saying... The World Cup, the World Cup patch, the COVID has screwed up so much, but every time I've got a chance in the last two and a half years to get them back, that means out of two and a half years, they've spent minimum of at least one year and eight or nine months with me in the academy because every time they used to be on lockdown, I used to get a make a bio bubble here and get them inside like they are now. They've been here for the last, we didn't even send them home in the third wave because we're preparing for this international cup, which is going to happen now. So we want to... And I've been shouting out from the rooftops that AIFF, please help me. I, see, when I say help me, they were going to make eight centers of excellence all over India. And they canceled the plan. So you need eight other places like that. So that's what BCCI does. See, BCCI has a district academy. Their best boys are selected from there and sent to the state academy. From every state, every year, under 16K4, under 19K4, under 21K4, go to the NCA. From there, they pick out the best boys and make the teams. There's a root way, yeah. Structure, simple, you have a structure. Well, and do you have it there? Do you have state affairs all available? Yes. You have football grounds? Yes. You have budgets? Yes. But nothing's being done. Because again, like what you said, you hit the nail on the head. There's no accountability. There's no reliability at all. When you are not accountable to your stakeholders, you are never going to have a successful product. And what you said earlier, we've got thousands, literally thousands of grassroots footballers and we've got millions of passionate football fans. Is there anywhere, and you said, you know, we've got, change will take time. Yes, I totally accept that. It will take time. And the t time now is to work on grassroots supporting through the academies like yourself. But do you think there's a place for fans to make their voice heard? Because it seems not to be heard. It doesn't make a difference what the fans think, say. They, you know, you've seen the forums and the Twitter handles and... Yes. So, see, what we... There's no... Uh, we have to make sure we organize this. We make sure we organize this into a revolution. 
So when Blue Pilgrims came about, they came about in a way that they wanted to have a blue organized voice supporting India. Same way we have to uh, organize ourselves because the our strength is in numbers. Mm. And we outnumber the haters by million to one every in every place. If they have 10, we have 10 million supporting us. So the change can happen if we make sure that each state FA is changed and that's how they will get it done. So starting with petitions, not just normal petitions, I mean actual ways of getting those state FAs out. The ways are that in the constitution of AIFF, they have to give a chance to a new club to be a member after even if for three months they don't admit him they have to automatically be a member all right and after two years they have to be a voting member it's in their constitution people just don't know about it so when i say to go to court you have to just go to court and say this is in their constitution they're not following it i've been trying to be a member for so long so what is happening all the clubs in india which are voting are owned right now by people who are above the age of 60 or 70 mm. and they are not active in football they just want their peace of mind and their peace of mind will come from having the seat of power. Whereas we need young blood in it. Mm. The ones who understand half spaces, the ones who understand inverted fullbacks, the ones who are following the national, not in the national game, but the world game. And they want to take India there. The old, when I say the old farts, I mean, not only people who are old, I mean, when I say old farts, the ones who've been sitting in the position for a long time yeah. and not doing anything, they are the ones who need to be changed. Old means old in that position. Hmm. Doesn't mean your age. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. If you are if your state is doing well, you don't need to be changed. But if you have been inactive and or you have not been able to give a state league, see the what a player needs is a platform. How will you get noticed? How will you get to play? Only if you have a state league. And I'm not even talking about seniors, I'm talking about starting from the juniors, which is the most important. So in our World Cup badge. I could only go to trial to seven or eight different states. Why not? Because I didn't have enough resources or I didn't want to. Because only eight states states conducted baby leagues. So how am I going to see my babies play, the ones who are between six and eight, if there's no league, if they've never played football in an organized way, if I put them together in a match, they will obviously not be able to play. And there are only eight states doing that. Whereas it was compulsory by AFF's constitution, then everyone has to do it. No one is doing it. Who has the money to do it? The ISL clubs have the money to do it. The I-League clubs, you made under 13, under 15, under 18 compulsory for them. All you have to do now, see, you can bring out a change revolution overnight in Indian football. Overnight. You have to make sure that you, when you say you have to have two under 22 players in your team sheet, you make that to under 19 first. And you make it that they have, one of them has to play the entire match. So that means you have to have two in every squad. That means one on the bench, one here. So he can only be changed with this. Not that we play him for five minutes and bring him off and change him. Mm. So you can only change him for that. Then because you have two in that, you'll have to have two in the squad because replacements for so four under 19 boys in every squad. That means you are giving game time to 40 under 19 boys and not developmental squad. They have to be developed by your own academy. You can't go buy them off, you know, you can't. See, I'm killing my own business. I'm the only academy in India. Mm. If I don't do anything for the rest of my life and all I focus on is in just being boys, I can keep selling them and make money. 
but will india go forward no because no. it will just be one little tiny academy doing it i need 100 minerva not my minerva 100 places like minerva so if every club or academy see i don't have money man i am not a rich guy so what is working passion and hard work mm. so if i i'm not doing rocket science is just structured football and from a very young age so if i have been able to get consistent and such super consistent results which no one has ever seen in indian football and i'm saying it again and again it's not rocket science it's not rocket science is very simple please someone do it no isl club has taken it seriously now these isl clubs get 2 crores a year from fsdl to run their under 13 under 15 under 18 leagues under 15s 2 crores a year my entire budget for running my all my junior teams and my senior team is 1.2 crores and <laughs> what have they done how many players have they produced for the country mm. forget about national titles they've not won even one every time i've been in a final with the isl team i've beaten them or even with other teams but especially with isl teams and other than how many have they produced i can probably count them on my hand i have a list of 183 international produced in all different age groups in 6 and a half years 6 years i started in 2015 i am newer than the isl so imagine if i am newer than the isl and every isl club had an academy like mine till now we would be producing 183 into 6 no international produced would have been same but the quality would have been higher because there would have been 20 people competing for that one spot now my boy competes for one spot and he gets it Yeah, and uh, we we are the perfect example of uh, fan power here. When fan power stopped the Super League, European Super League happening, and it's the lack of information. Uh, I think uh, it's frustrating as well in the sense that people don't know how they can make the change, how they can become members. Some of these state web uh, associations don't have websites that can t- give you that information, so they're keeping that information in house in terms of what the rules are. Again, by law, see by law, if you actually go onto the FF website, you'll find all these little. golden nuggets by law every state association not only has to have a website but by law they have to give the minutes of every meeting every expenditure they have done how they have used the funds what tournaments they have played in or they can be banned by aff and none of them has been done just got a question here from okay. russian um on the uh, federation website there are football academies listed is it available after which is it, i think he's asking is there a criteria for those academies to be listed okay. on the federation yes, website there is, there is a criteria followed but the ranking is very subjective because apparently for the from the very first year the reliance youth foundation has always been the top ranked academy of the country and they've always been number 1 and now and then all of us are equal and then the only other i i uh, team which has got it is an isl team bangalore fc which was an i league team and yes kudos to them because they have a residential academy but they are only using it for their own players that means for their own teams they're not doing it for the nation now <clears throat> when i talk about uh, the criteria the criteria is not got anything to do with your results how many players you're producing for the country right it's about how how many beautiful pitches you have do you have a jacuzzi <laughs> do you have lights do you have astroturfs do you have you know beautiful air conditioned dressing rooms and you get points for that how many coaches do you have employed do you have 150 coaches doing absolutely fuck all and sitting there on their laptops yeah so you get points for that do you have lights okay the lux meter of that lights how bright are they depending on the brightness you get the points 
So basically, the more money you spend, you get more points. That is why the best two academies are Alliance and Bangalore. But if you take the, the success rate, that means the number of players produced for the country, they would uh, not be in the top. Simple. See, the sad part is when they came in, instead of more money being available for grassroots, now there is less money available for grassroots. For example, Jamshedpur, we always heard of Tata Football Academy, the holy grail of Indian football. All the players of name used to be there. Before Minerva, there was only TFA. And now there's not Minerva and TFA, now there's only Minerva. Why? What happened to TFA? TFA's entire money was taken up by Jamshedpur FC. The entire facilities was taken up by Jamshedpur FC. So, okay, if, if their junior academies had done well, I would, said, I would have said, great, great job. But they haven't. So we've lost Tata Football Academy to give us Jamshedpur FC. Any day of the year, if I, I, mean, or, I mean, you ask even the ones, the Indian footballers who are playing in the national team, would you rather have a Tata Football Academy or a Jamshedpur FC? They would say Tata. Tata, yeah, yeah. Look at what they've given us. And now it's been shut down for what? They had so many different centers of excellence in India football and so because see all these companies again corporates they have a certain budget for this game you have this budget so in that budget they were running tata football academy and eight centers of excellence all over india all of them have shut down and all the money has been diverted there so the money is being pulled away from the grassroots see if a team is given two crores like i was saying every isl team is given two crores do they spend it no they probably spend 1 crore there or 50 lakhs there on all the three teams and they put 1.5 crores because they want to get a steward from the UK from a Premier League player who's currently playing and last year played in the Premier League. That's the selling point. Mm. Because that will 1.5 crore from there will get them that. But why? Because that might get the trophy this year. They're only bothered about this year. They're mm. not bothered about if you invest the same money here. You will get a steward every year for India for the rest of your lives because mm -hmm. it's a once you start it, it's a conveyor belt. It's a conveyor belt. And this, uh, we were talking to a Highlander, and we were saying he's feeling the same frustration. This frustration seems to be the word for me uh, when it comes to Indian football. But uh, we were thinking about the potential the Northeast has of producing uh, talent pool on a regular basis. If uh, Northeast United would get the scouting, would get the academy, they've got a ready-made talent pool that could finance itself uh, but it seems uh, brains bigger than mine are thinking no that won't work no, it's just even though even though northeast have learned that they have made the biggest transfer in indian football history with yeah, the year. Going to city for over two crores yeah they understand that that's one player and in a batch when it passes out you get 30 boys passing out every year mm. this is even what we're saying them, even if five of them are sold your half your budget for your ISL has come out. It's not only sold, they will have a, com uh, a team that's competitive because of the talent there. They're winning on both fronts. It's it's just beggar's belief. See, why... exactly. I don't understand. Again, it's so frustrating because everyone can see it from outside that it's a win-win situation. And it's the only sustainable way. China has learned it. Everyone has learned it. It's not sustainable to do it the other way. Especially a country like India, man, we don't have the money China has and they've learned it the hard way and you're trying to do what one of the richest countries in the world has done and failed.
Mm-hmm. And yeah. why don't you follow Germany's model? Why don't you follow models where, or Brazil's model, or any country which has already proved to you that you don't require money? Germany is a country which has not spent money and produced the footballers. Yeah. Iceland, man, a population of 300,000. Yeah. Okay. A country like UAE came and beat us 6 0. Now, UAE's Emiratis 1.1 million, Gyara Lakh. I'm sure we've got more Indians in UK, Indians in UK than that. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it it it's the system. It's not to do with the finances. It is the system. It's the vested interest. And one message I hope that comes out of this is people need to take a bit more interest in find out information as to how they can make a difference in their states, how they can become members, how they can get votes. This is how we, as a fan base. I'm talking from outside and I feel, you know, that hopefully people get that message. Take part and make the change. We can only make the change ourselves. Um, but talk. Uh, I want to try and end this show on a lot more positive basis. And it's the amazing okay, so work. I, I want to do that as well. So for all the Desis out there, you'll have a great chance to support us. Uh, our next tour will be to but before, the UK. Yeah. Okay. Be, be, to really? The UK, okay. okay. Yeah. So... Uh, we are having it. We talk for the international tour, which is coming up right now. So the next tour is in UK. We're going to be playing all the top academies from Man City to this. But we want to be staying. So we can't afford to be staying in hotels. That's where they kill us. We want. We rather be staying in gurdwaras, or if in somebody gives us a hall in their house and takes care of the kids, and the kids will be fifteen to twenty. You know, we want public community support from the UK, and we'll be playing against the top academies of UK because all under twelve and eleven. It's not tough to arrange batches. We've already got seven arranged. And we want to go to a whole UK tour. But we'll see, we'll be able to crowdfund the tickets. But uh, what will kill us will be the food and stay. So, yes, probably, Roshan, that's that's the thing. So, if this works out, then, or, see, we, one thing for Gurdwaras, I know, is khana peena rehna free mil janda. So, so, that's been taken care of. And the rest, if all our community pulls in, it will be brilliant. So, we've started this. You can bring it up, actually. <laughs> when when are you planning uh, the tour? So the tour is going to be, if I mean, if this, the whole thing, COVID and thing doesn't happen, the tour should happen in August or September this year. Right. Amazing. Okay. But please, as soon as you've got details and you've got some plans in place in terms of the academies, please share that with me. You know, you'll have my full backing and I'll spread the message here and I guarantee you will have the support here as well in terms of... Um, uh, what you need and the support you need. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are going for a Dubai International Cup now. We're taking the World Cup batch. This batch has got scholarships. So just to clarify, the World Cup batch, this will be the... Which batch? 2034. Okay, right. Aim 2034. Yeah. See, there's no aim talking like Patel will lose the World Cup next time, next time, next time. No. So these boys have already been with me for a year and a half, two years. They were with me since the ages of seven or eight or nine max. And now they are either 10, 11 or 12. Yes, we've started another batch, which is younger to them. But uh, 10, 11, 12. They're going for international competition to Dubai, where we have teams uh, like Zenit St. Petersburg from Russia. We've got uh, Man City's team coming. We've got Barcelona's three academy teams coming. So we'll have to see which ones are there. Uh, and a lot of other clubs from all over the world. So this will be a first chance to for us to see where we stand and how far back we are or if we are on the right track and if we can do. And these matches will be available on their channels 
So we are starting a crowdfunding campaign for this. So because see, understand, uh, I want everyone to understand that uh, my aim is so that these boys by the age of 15 are signed by an, a foreign academy. Here we do we as an academy can never make money because you don't make money on minors transfers. The aim is to make sure that that boy one day gets into a Premier League academy or a Premier League team or a European top team. So uh, the aim is when we have 20 Indians playing in top European leagues, we forget about getting to the Asian Cup, we will get to the World Cup. That's how Iran's done it. That's how South Korea's done it. That's how Japan's done it. Yeah. Now, you can go onto our page, Minerva, Minerva Academy or Delhi FC. We've shared that appeal. You can see the boys you'll be supporting. We've put a snippet of all the goals and you can see them. You can slow it down and you can see the techniques. You can see how they're playing. And you can please also at the same time go on to YouTube and enter um, the top clubs you name, Manchester United, Barcelona, anyone under 11s. And then you can compare them to our under 11s and you'll see where we are and you'll be very, very happy. So that's why we really need your support. Uh, the cost of each kid is around 1.5 lakhs. That's around probably uh, 1,500 pounds for taking him, cost, food, stay, everything together. And we get to play at least seven or eight matches there. And I guarantee you, they'll be the future superstars of Indian football and you will have a big part in that history. So contribute. And even if you see, it's not about contributing, even if you can't, Go share that message and tag the biggest philanthropist you know so that they come to know about this appeal and how they can come to India. So even that is great. That is actually even greater. I'm not kidding. So if you actually know people who give their hearts out for India and who want to see Indian football rise and who are nationalists, go and tag them and, and appeal to them to help. Is the link to the crowdfunding on the website? Yes, it is. Uh, not on our website. It's on there on our social media pages on Instagram. On Facebook, on Twitter, Minerva Academy Football and Cricket Club, or even Delhi Football Club, we've shared the links, or my Instagram page, Ranjit Bajaj, my Twitter page, The Ranjit Bajaj, I made that appeal, it's there. Uh, and other than that, if you guys want to be our partners and all the desis out there, and you know, you all, I know all the guys, everyone has got some contacts there in clubs. So if you want to set up, help us set tours up and send friendly matches for our tour when we come there. That will also be much appreciated. Brilliant. And I will share the link. I've just found it on your Facebook um, page in terms of um, how people can contribute towards that funding. Um, and like you say, uh, be part of this historic journey. I'm sure there'll be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that want to join this. Because if there's one thing we all want to help, um, you know, we might not be able to make the change, but we want to help those people who are making the change, who are doing what and, and the most accountable and reliable person you'll find is, find is me is because you can, I'm probably one of the most approachable and findable people on this planet. Oh, I can uh, vouch for that, absolutely. Every time I communicate with you, you've been more than generous. So I'm not just saying that for the sake of it. It is um, very true in terms of how approachable and how supportive you have been to people who put that um, uh, uh, interest in Indian football in. So I'll just put that link in from um let me see if i can share it on the uh, the uh, account on the video as well so you can make the contribution here uh this is sports science will definitely be making the contribution um and uh, again just reminders when is this uh, tournament taking place and we'll be able to follow the um, games on youtube as well 
Yes, this is in April. We'll be uh, making sure the matches are broadcast live on our YouTube page as well. So everyone will be able to watch them live. And we will arrange, if they don't have commentary, at least we'll arrange a good commentator from India to be doing live commentary as well so that everyone can know, get to know the boys as well. They can go on to our pages. Very soon, we'll be having the Minerva Super League, which is going to be happening on our YouTube page, live and on Sportscast as well, which we'll share links. That team, particular team, will be playing against the seniors uh, of our academy in different matches in a tournament in February. You can watch there. So just have a um, look at our social media pages. You'll be updated about each and everything all the time. Brilliant. And um, for me personally, I'm so looking forward to seeing your team here in the UK uh, in the autumn. And uh, again, once you've got the plans in place and the crowdfunding and whatever support you need, please let me know and I'll spread the message here as well. And you know, you've got fans all over Europe, people looking forward to seeing you in Germany. Uh, Roshan, spread yes. the word there as well about Mr. Bajaj and everything that he's doing. And one of the things you say, what you say you do, and what we talked about a couple of years ago, and I followed the story since, is Anwar Ali's. And you personally gave him incredible support when nobody else was giving him that support. You believed in the young man. You must feel extremely proud in terms of not only your own, because I'm extremely grateful for you for believing in him and doing what you did for him, going the extra mile, which is not often that happens to footballers, and seeing him play in the ISL this year. Um, I would probably rank it as one of my biggest wins in football, uh, more than the probably the titles. Why? Because I just didn't save Anwar, I saved his entire family. That's the kind of background he comes from. And I gave hope to millions of Anwars in Punjab that you can get there. And I made him stronger because now he knows if he doesn't give up, nothing can beat him. After coming from this, he's one of the strongest people I know. So I'm very proud of him. In fact, uh, I would be... My dream would not is not come true yet. My dream, where Anwar is concerned, will come true when he wears the India shirt, and that is going to happen very soon. Uh, like I said, that he's a once in a generation player. I still mark my words and mark my words. He is because I've never seen a centre back at 21 with such ball playing abilities, even in Europe. I'm not kidding. So every day you watch him play, the calmness with which he plays the ball is like uh, he is a top class top-level European player, different part that he's playing in India. So he is one who's going to be with the Indian national team for a long time to come. So I'm very, very happy that I had a little part to play. And we had a, we had, we had another Desi who's in England, Dr. Sanjay Sharma, who's one of the most, the leading cardiologist there. And he's, he was the head of uh, your, the Wimbledon uh, Cardiology Committee, the English Premier League Cardiology Committee, the London Marathon Cardiology Committee, the Olympic team's cardiology committee and he's the most respected authority in cardiology as a sports doctor, a sports cardiologist. He is the one who supported us throughout. He made sure he came on to the media hearings here. Uh, he, he was with Tottenham as well and with Ericsson and he came with when the BBC was there. He was coming over in all this is the same guy. So it was a great thing. He stood up and I'm sure he stood up more as a medical professional than as an Indian, fellow Indian or fellow NRI. But I really think that there was some part of him that went out of his way, especially to come to a, like for a football country, third world country like India, where football is concerned and put his reputation on the line that this boy can play because that's what he did. And because if something happens tomorrow to him, people will say that this is the cardiologist who cleared him. Yeah. And he's, by the way, the same cardiologist who said that 
Aguero can never play in for Man City again, or Ericsson can now play for uh, uh, Brentford. Yeah. yeah, Brentford now, because he's the one who's cleared him. So that's the kind of top person he got, and thank God we found him. Otherwise, see again, it's all because how it started was my tweet. My tweet got me to Doctor Zafar Akbal. Doctor Zafar Akbal was the head of Crystal Palace's medical committee. He knew Doctor Sanjay Sharma. Doctor Sanjay Sharma was introduced again. All by the power of fans. That's why I believe in being able to get to the World Cup, even in spite and despite of AFF, because we know if we support each other, and you have a crazy person like me doing the work, you're gonna get there. Well, you say a top. He's a top man, and genuinely, yeah, he is a top man. But you're a top man, sir. And thank God for you uh, that we've got you in Indian football. You you speak what most fans, if not all fans, think and feel. Uh, the difference is that you're actually doing it as well. Like I said, you not only uh, talk the talk, you walk the walk as well. And the fact that what you say you do, and that was just an example in, in case of uh, Anwar Ali, in um, what you, how you believed in him and how you supported him in all his battles. And uh, that's all thanks to you. And if we do get to... I want to end this on a nice note. Okay. So when I was talking about 10 Indians being in the top leagues, how far are we guys? Not very far. You know about Guardian and you know how respected that uh, paper in the UK is, uh, yeah. where football is concerned at least. Yeah. And they have this list every year called the top 60 footballers of the world. And they release it every year, but they release it for under 16s. That means they predict the future. Mm. So in that list has been Haaland, in that list has been Pedri, in that list has been Messi and Neymar and Mbappe, everyone of name. The list going back 20 years, you'll find every guy who's made it big has been on that list. For the first time last year, we had an Indian on the list. His name is Bikash Yumnam and he's from Minerva Academy. And now he's playing for Aunglas Punjab. Wow. This year, we had the second Indian on the list and his name is Himanshu Jangra. So imagine the day we have 10 Indians in that list, we are there. We are there in the world level because this is the top 60 of the world. So we've got two 16-year-olds now, what, 17 now, who are in the top 60. So, Well, that's a lot down a, to you and your team. And yeah, it, amazing, amazing. And like I said, you know, we're really thankful for what you're doing. Um, it, it doesn't come across in terms of, you know, how incredible the work that you're doing is. Show, it, it has been showcased in terms of what you produce and what you're doing. Um, I can't thank you enough again for taking time out. I know it's really late in uh, back home, so it's always an incredible pleasure speaking to you because it's refreshing to speak to somebody like you when it comes to football. Um, I just wish you all the power and continue what you're doing because you know there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Indian football fans who are backing you. And uh, one of the first, first examples will be in crowdfunding these two upcoming tournament. Uh, overseas tours starting with the um, World Cup batch going to the Middle East and showcasing their talent. So thank you once again, sir, and I uh, wish you all the best. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Always, always be fighting for you and for Indian football and for us. Brilliant. Thank you. Take care.